Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Off The Charts Podcast with me, Maria Coughlin. And me, Brian Sullivan. Oh my God, we are finally here. I know, it's <laughs> petrifying. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've come so far. I know, we both have microphones now. <laughs> oh my God, we're so professional. And we've millions and millions of listeners. <laughs> Thank you to all two of you who have tuned in. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I know, in fairness, Brian, this is a long time in the pipeline. It's a long time, yeah. So for those of you who don't know who we are, uh, my name is Brian Oak. Uh, I'm a Limerick man. Uh, Maria is from Dublin. And we first met back in 2017 at the infamous Rose of Tralee Festival. We did indeed. I looked across the room. We locked eyes and I knew you were the silliest escort I'd ever met. (laughs) We instantly bonded. We bonded over the fondness of being silly. We're fond (laughs) of the silliness. Essentially, everything to do with friends, and Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, yes, and our love of music. <laughs> uh, so basically, what we decided to do was, through many, many conversations, we decided to come together and make a podcast, a hopefully very successful one, uh, because we both have a huge interest in music, namely Irish music, Irish bands and artists. And Breen went and did the Hot Press magazine course. I did. So I did that uh, over COVID. Ugh, we have to talk about that took 15 weeks and it's basically just an insight into every avenue that the music industry has to offer it was incredibly interesting just to see the the background of things how things work um but yeah it was it was absolutely amazing and maria you did the today fm radio course yeah so i went and did the today fm radio and podcast production diploma course Ooh. Sounds extremely impressive And it was really, really cool Got to meet deadly people That was back in 2018 uh, It was a 10 week course And yeah, just learned about different areas of the radio industry uh, I suppose how to potentially produce a podcast Which we're now trying to do Woo. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting to work then with Kieran McGuinness Who you might know from the band De Laurentos. He has his own radio show on Radio Nova. It's called the Nova Guest List. And I got to work with him for about a year uh, reviewing gigs. I wish I got paid to go to <laughs> the gigs. I, I would have a lot more money. Uh, I remember back in, what was it, 2019, I was one gig shy of going to one a week. I was at, to averaging one a week. I went to 51 gigs in 2019. I would love to know how much money I actually spent yeah, you'd have a small gigs. deposit for a house there now if you'd actually ah, just yeah, but wind yourself. <laughs> ah, wait, you can't find a house in these conditions. But, <laughs> but, Whatever uh, gets yeah. you to sleep at night, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go dying on me. But you but, won't. Uh, <laughs> all right. One thing I loved, even going to all those gigs back then, and I still have a big interest in going to gigs, is there's so much potential in Irish bands, Irish artists from all over the country. Um, and again, even from yourself telling me about all the Irish gigs you've went to, reporting on different artists, just there needs to be a platform for them to be heard. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And like, I know we're giggling and we're laughing and stuff like that, but like, it's so true. They're actually, you don't know the half of what's out there. And I still even don't know how much is out there. I actually feel like I've just scratched the surface of what's out there in Ireland, so... Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about now. Well, we are going to scratch that service even further. (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) (laughs) So 
for in the first episode of the Aftercharge podcast, we caught up with Dublin-based band Bedrooms, a four-piece band. Their genre can be described as, how would you describe them? Slowcore, dream pop, kind of Yeah, a little bit alternative, maybe. bit of rock. Yeah, alternative rock. They could be kind of comparable to like the likes of My Bloody Valentine, Lush, those kind of bands. But again, they've the very own unique sound. It kind of catches your ear when you hear their music. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so we caught up with uh, two of the band members, uh, Dane and Fionn, and we asked them how they formed the band and how they started out. So me and Dev went to school together. We were actually in a band when we were in school, but it kind of, you know, it was a school band. So it kind of went its course, and then we just, you know, went to college and did our own thing. And then he was in America for a year, and he came back, and then we were like, we should really give that another shot. So uh, so we did, and we started playing together again, and then we found Dane through uh, various Facebook groups. I just basically posted the same message on, I think, four different Facebook groups, like musicians in Dublin. He was the only person who replied. <laughs> and He wasn't eager then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty eager. I was pretty eager. No, yeah, yeah, you were. I think I was eager. No, because I, yeah, um, I just moved up here, so... I can't remember the exact date where I messaged you or saw that post or whatever, but I definitely wasn't living in Dublin too long. And yeah, I played in a couple of bands in Limerick. And once I kind of moved up here, but like, oh, it'd be kind of good to get something going up here. I, I, I had mates up here, but I didn't really know anyone who would have been kind of serious about kind of doing anything musically. So yeah, I just saw the message that Fionn put on that group and like, not to like be slagging off that group or anything, <laughs> but it's mainly like people putting up covers and stuff and things like that and so it was kind of rare to to see yeah. a kind of post um like that and mentioned some kind of bands that i had liked in the post i think like pavement and velvet underground might have been two that were mentioned um so i was like yeah go on i'll, I'll give a message in and see what the so were you were you yeah. still yeah. sorry dan were you still in a band when you went up to dublin or were you you were on your out on your own um, I, I guess out on my own, I was still kind of playing a few gigs here or there with some bands in Limerick. Um, but I, I think the last band that I was kind of playing with, um, some of my mates in that band who would have been a couple of years older than myself, started having kids and getting married and stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of like <laughs> winding down. <laughs> it was good to kind of get um, yeah, a fresh start, I think. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was pretty much just looking for something to kind of sink my teeth into, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It, it fell into place like really handily, to be fair. Like when me and Devin started looking for other people, we were like, oh God, we don't, like none of our mates, we wouldn't like be in a group of musicians. So we we're like, oh, we're really going to have to like search for people. We don't know anyone. And then we just found Dane. I remember we met for a pint. We're like, oh yeah, he was sound. Like, yeah, we'll definitely we'll see how it goes. And then Steve and the drummer, they worked together. And he was like, oh, I know this guy who's a drummer. He said he'd be interested. And we were like, oh yeah, okay, bring him along. We'll have a practice with the four of us, see how it goes. And that the was rest it. is history. And it did, like it, it actually did happen fairly quickly because by the time that I kind of met the lads for the pint, I think Stephen had only started working in the place maybe like two or three weeks before that and we were kind of chatting about music and stuff and i kind of had it in mind like oh i might go have a jam with this guy someday or something and then obviously the lad said they were looking for a drummer too and i was like oh i can bring this guy along and see what he's like not too bad so how would you describe like your genre of music what what do you class yourselves as it's always a hard question to answer (laughs) yes but yeah you're like yeah you're sounding like the um 
that's the question like the uncle from the Matt LeBlanc meme <laughs> would ask us like and where are you from yourself <laughs> um, <laughs> and who's your father now <laughs> is they're not too bad now <laughs> uh, that, but, um, the worst thing is playing songs to your family and then they always go, oh it's it's very good it's it's very good what are the lyrics about and why does he sing like that and you're like I don't even write the lyrics so like I I didn't even ask he sung them he wrote them that's it like but why does he sing like that it's always that my grandparents always like so how's it going like are you making mo-? and I'd be like oh like the money I've put into this compared to the money I've gotten out is like they don't even nearly compare. But they just like, don't, they're like, are you going to be in the charts? Will you get on, like, will you be on TV? And I'm just like, yeah, probably not. But, you know. Maybe not on the charts, but you'll be on off the charts podcast. No, no. Off the charts, <laughs> more important. There you go. <laughs> but I suppose we're kind of like, it's indie, but like, we're trying like kind of shoegazy, slowcore kind of vibes. We're kind of, we've developed a sound, I guess, as it's gone on. You naturally do. Like, at the start, I guess it was just like, we're, we're in a band, we're playing songs, we're writing songs together. You have some fast songs, some slow songs, you know, different styles. Now it's kind of like finding a style okay. that suits mm. us, I guess, and that we want to pursue, I suppose, rather than just kind of like bashing out anything, really. Some people like it and some, like some, uh, I have some friends who are like, why don't you do like the other ones? Why are they like so slower? Blah, 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 blah. And like, ultimately, it's like, if it makes me happy. That's all that's that matters. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> But where did the name Bedrooms actually come from? Is this a private joke? Are we allowed to know? <laughs> it was just actually Devin, the singer, recorded this song in his back garden with some kind of like, it was some Instagram page and they uh, they went to people's houses and recorded them. So he recorded a song in his back garden just playing on an acoustic guitar, maybe like a year before we got together and he just went under the name Bedrooms. So then when we were starting, he was like, he was like, I like Bedrooms. Let's just like go with that. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I did have a few friends who were like, so is, is Devin, he's Bedrooms, and you were just his <laughs> band. And I was like, <laughs> Bedrooms and co. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like, does it change what he can't? And I was like, that's, I really hope not. I mean, he's the most important, but you know. <laughs> not at all. You're all equal. <laughs> what about, you know, before you actually debuted in 2019 then? Um, like, how long were you kind of practicing for or like jamming together before you actually made that final or the first step to sort of come out as, as bedrooms? It kind of happened quite quickly. I feel like we started practicing, I think like the, our live debut was in 2019 and like our first single in 2019. And I think we'd been practicing, I think like the first few times we got together that we were kind of mentioning earlier would have happened towards maybe the tail end of 2018. Mm. Um, once we kind of got in the studio then, and it all happened maybe like, two or three months after we first kind of started practicing together so it was we probably did rush it a bit but we we were in we were practicing about twice a week and we kind of got a set together pretty quickly to be fair like a lot of the songs we were playing back then we don't play anymore so we've kept kind of Boo. trying to <laughs> progress and kind of move in the, the, the right direction <laughs> i'm a big chico's bodega fan i'm a big chico's bodega fan <laughs> still there she's still yeah, there yeah she's still here it's over yeah so obviously very natural then um if you were able to get through it and sort of come into it that quickly it felt it felt easier then than what it does now I think, <laughs> to a degree so it's, tough, it's very tough <laughs> um well I, I think we're like this probably sounds a bit douchey but maybe we're challenging ourselves a bit more with okay. the songs now and 
spending a bit more time on them, the arrangements and yeah. things like that, for sure. I just want to go back a minute about what you were saying about your, your kind of sound, your genre. So, like, I read an article there recently that it said, if bedrooms had a sound in your pocket is the closest thing to your sound. So, like, what does that what does that song mean to you? And like, how did you get there from, again, like, your your first song, which would have been Chico's Bodega, am I right in saying that? Yeah. Done your research. Dane, <laughs> um, I guess. I think that was, that was kind of the soft, first kind of ones that you brought to. Yeah, and I had, for a few years, it was just a melody and chords that I just had made up. Like, one day, we recorded this EP with a guy called Bill Ryder-Jones from Liverpool, and he'd be a massive hero of mine. So it was honestly me just trying to like, I think I just started playing to be like, ah, oh, this sounds very like something he, one of his songs. And I remember that we were having a band practice and sometime in 2019, trying out a bunch of songs. They just weren't going anywhere. It was a bit frustrating. And then I was like, oh, I have this thing. And then we were instantly like, oh yeah, that actually, that's really good. It works. I guess the sound is like, it's a bit slower. It's light. It's like, um, I still think it's like quite a happy song kind of. Some of my like some people say to me it's like oh it's very like downbeat and compared to some of like like for today is a much more slower like ethereal kind of song but I think a bit like velvet underground kind of thing that like straightforward like catchy melody you know that's what I think and going forward that's going to be the the type yeah, of music you play is it then kind of hard to know I think probably somewhere between that and for today the other the first track on the EP. I think that's probably the one that we feel has kind of maybe stood out the most and has kind of caught people's attention the most. So obviously, like, it, it's kind of hard. Like, you don't really know what's going to dictate what what the future kind of sounds okay. like and things like that. But what we're kind of working on and the kind of influences that we're pulling from, I'd, I'd say, like, between those two songs, that's kind of where we're going. So probably not going to hear too many more, like, Chico, uh, unfortunately. No. But <laughs> Um, but <laughs> no, 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 small no, no, violin says, oh, my mate, but Chico, like it's so it's, but Chico, yeah, Chico it. and Chunky will we'll never, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll never top those songs in some But they were your first, <laughs> they're your favorites, right? And I'm like, no, no, I hate them. But I think, <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're doing like something creative, you kind of the newest thing is always the most exciting thing. So, like, not that like I, I don't dislike Chico and Chunky, but you just kind of want to everyone's of course, you know, move on and try something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like you were saying there, like the for today and um in your pocket is is pulling from influences. So, what we want to know on the podcast is like, who would be your influences? Like, who would you listen to yourselves? And like, what influences you to write these songs, or does your influences play off the music you write? Yeah, I think the the influences definitely play a factor. <clears throat> I think Fionn already spoke. Um, about Bill Ryder Jones, who we recorded the EP with. So, like, he's an artist that we all really kind of admire. So, getting to go over and record our first EP with him was, you know, that was obviously great for us. And we kind of, we identified him as, like, someone that we really wanted to work with because, like, he records all his own music and we obviously really liked the sound of it and we felt that it could have brought something kind of to the table for the direction that we were looking to go in. And then I guess... I guess in like for today, there's a lot of kind of shoegazy guitars there and stuff. Um, I know Dev probably our our singer would probably reference artists like uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Elliot Smith because like he likes having his vocals double tracked and things like that. So there is there's a lot of different things at play there. I love Phoebe Bridgers; she's cool. 
she's yeah, she's amazing. Amazing. yeah, yeah. Mm, she's really dreamy. <laughs> you released your EP, as you said there, Afterglow, and you also said that Bill Ryder Jones helped you to to complete that. How did you get in contact with him? Like, did you did you just sort of take a deep breath and write to him, or how did you how did you make that happen? He um, on his website he has he advertises his studio. So you email his manager if you want to get in touch. So it was actually me, uh, and I didn't tell the other lads. I was at home one day, and he did this song by this... He had worked with this girl called Brooke Bentham, and I just listened to this song called All My Friends Are Drunk, and I just loved it. And whatever it is, I was sitting there on my laptop, and I was like, damn it, Like I'm going to email him, and I'm not going to say it to the other lads. So I did. And they were a bit at first like, why, what, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you just tell us? And I was like, I don't actually know. <laughs> um, and they got back and was like, yeah, yeah, we'd definitely be interested in working with you when suits. And it was again as simple as that, really. Like, um, and what was it like? What was that moment like when you went to tell the lads that he agreed? For me, oh, it was massive! <laughs> like, I was unbelievably excited. I, I he's my hero, really. I was on cloud nine. When I found out, I was like, I can't believe I'm actually going to get to work with this guy. And then to be honest, <laughs> when I did work with him, like it was even better than we could imagine. We clicked with him immediately, got on really well, and it just worked. He got what we were trying to do, and he was into it, which is kind of a big thing. You don't know sometimes if people are going to actually, you know, yeah, it's a job as well. You know, they, I'm sure they work with loads of people that they just record because it's their job, but it seemed like he understood what we were trying to do. and we all got on with him as a person and stuff. So, and that's it, it great. Was, Obviously that's so yeah. important. Yeah. And Dane, then like, what kind of things did he bring to the EP? Like, did he have suggestions for you in terms of production or was he adding, you know, let's say melodies into what you were doing or how did it all work? Um, definitely like the, a lot of the sound, the production that like, that was all him. We're obviously there with him. So we're kind of bouncing ideas off each other, but He's Joe far more experienced at all of this than we are, and he's just an unbelievable musician. He's so talented, has a really good ear for for everything. Um, is like amazing at guitar, piano. He, he's just super talented, and yeah, like there was definitely some kind of ideas. I mean, like the arrangements of the songs and the songs as how we wanted to kind of portray them. They didn't really change necessarily over there, but he might have had just an idea for a harmony or maybe like. Um, a, a specific part in a song just to double up on it little things like that here and there just to kind of guide us along and little suggestions and mm. yeah it was great it's like just it's just so good to have someone with that kind of level of experience um in the studio i think even as well like joe he was he was the original guitarist in the choral and he'd also he was a touring guitarist for arctic monkeys and stuff so joe he's he's worked with people at wow. much higher levels than ourselves so yeah. you could obviously imagine like the the level of it's a pretty big deal he was going to bring to, to a, a young band <laughs> and like the for today like that whole the end section it didn't actually like exist before we went there the way it worked it used to just stop and, and we didn't like that we were like it needs to go somewhere else we don't really know where so we had the idea to bring it back in and then he was like, oh, there's this song by this band. Like, and he played this song by a band called Bedhead. And he was like, why don't we just do it like this? And that that was it. Like, I love that you can remember it, like exactly the parts that stood out to you that like you really liked that he, you know, helped you to sort of create. Yeah, like how does the how do the lyrics and all the songwriting happen? Is it just is it all four of you like would sit down and like do lyrics or is it just Dave or is, do you all you contribute or 
and as you said about the race as well, like do you just sit no, down? It's, or? it's it's just Bev. It's obviously important that everyone kind of has their say in a band, but I, mm. I, I don't know. I, I think it'd be a bit weird if we were kind of sitting there and trying to nitpick the lyrics he's writing and things like that and offering suggestions yeah. I maybe that does work for some bands <laughs> but I kind of find the idea of that a bit weird in terms of like the musical side of things and the riffs and stuff do you come up with that or is that Dev as well or does he come in with the lyrics and then you kind of form music around it or how does that work no he comes he does that as well like he it, between me Dev and Dane we'd all come in with ideas but it but it is like somebody comes in with an idea and then between the four of us we kind of work it out musically but no, he would come up with these constantly coming up with new ideas all the time. Like he like gets bored of things pretty quick as well. We were only saying recently that uh, you know when Devin isn't into something because he's say, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll try that next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll try that again next week. And it's like okay, he doesn't can, want to do it. That's okay. You like, can completely know. tell when his heart's not in a song, or not even his heart when he just has no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah, so we just like yeah, yeah, we'll put it on the back burner for a while. We'll revisit it or whatever. I remember when we did Chico and Chunky, we got the mute. We did it over two days, and uh, we got the music done on the first day. So me, Dane, and Stephen went out on the tear that night, and uh, we were doing it in Athlone. And uh, I came back, I was sharing a room with Dev and I came back at whatever, three in the morning, very, very drunk. And he was still there with a little notebook, right? Finishing all the lyrics. Whoa. And he did it like the next day. So, played yeah. him. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> After a feed of points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he's at its most inspired. <laughs> Nobody forced him to leave it until the last day. <laughs> but lads, you must really miss that, um, you know, that being able to get together and write a song and jam a little bit. You know, I'm sure the last year has been extremely tough for you in many different ways, but obviously, you know, musically as a band as well. Like, how did you, how did you feel throughout the whole thing? You know, do, do you feel like you've sort of lost out in any way? Or do you feel like somehow in a very weird turn of events, the lockdown and, you know, having that solitary time to yourselves has able to sort of focus you on what you want or... Like, have you been able to take any positives away from the lockdown or this last year as a band? I, I, I do feel like we have missed out because, again, we've only really had a, a year to gig, not even a year, about eight months of kind of solid gigs. And so it kind of felt like things were moving in a good direction and we could kind of keep going and going, pick more gigs, more support slots and things like that. And we had just kind of arranged our first gig with MCD. We were looking forward to that. That had to be cancelled. So it does feel like we've missed out to try and put any bit of a positive spin on it. Obviously, you kind of have a year just to kind of think and plan. And Joey, we were maybe talk about the direction we wanted to go and how we're going to change the set and what we're kind of anything we need to improve on and things like that. But, you know, it does kind of feel we've missed out. But again, perspective and all that, it, there's people in much worse situations than us. So you have to be mm. thankful for that as well. What are you what are you most looking forward to then as a band? When these restrictions are eased and you know the world the world goes back to some form of normality, hmm. what are you most looking forward to? I would say getting back to Liverpool and working with Bill <laughs> Jones again, to be honest. Is that in the pipeline? Like, <laughs> Not an official, uh, but um yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I, like when we finished I see it happening. Like it happened that we recorded with him the week, like the weekend that COVID basically broke out when that first case happened, we were there and we were all looking at our phones being like, there's a case in Ireland. Oh my God. Like, what does that mean? And I uh, can't go home. 
the the difference between like when we flew over and then we're flying back and we're like, God, there's posters everywhere for this COVID thing. Like over like a handful of days, it just completely changed. But that's yeah, I'd say getting back and working with him in some capacity, hopefully. There's nothing like set in stone, but it was very much seemed like we should do this again in the future. And it, and is there anyone else you'd collaborate with in the future in terms of songwriters or uh, bands or whatever? I'd love like at some stage to like get some kind of duet going with a female vocalist. I don't mean to. Yeah, that would be cool. Talked about it before. Maria, like, get your voice ready. Cool. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Bridger's no. vibes over here. Let's get dreamy. I know Taylor Swift's manager. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, He's gosh. outing me as a Swiftie. Um, but so, but if you had to pick somebody outrageous, like somebody that you just somebody off the wall famous, like who would it be? Off the wall famous. Honestly, um, Phoebe Bridgers would be pretty amazing. Like. To like it. record with or to tour with either or, either or, or. magic magic ones supporting magic one, you can do whatever you want tomorrow morning you get a you can get one phone call who are you calling Elton John <laughs> just to see it. what happens <laughs> the madness like is he still having wild parties <laughs> like that's what I want to have I'm sure he is <laughs> uh, I've seen the film he's got to be <laughs> oh he's definitely still doing some mad things I'm sure Dan what about you I'm getting uh, maybe Alex Turner no <laughs> no when i was younger i probably would have said maybe something like that um I, i've always really loved damon alburn and all his projects blur gorillas obviously his solo stuff and he's obviously recorded lots of artists like massive mm. attack um so i think it, from maybe a, a touring or like a studio perspective he's probably a name that i would list off or maybe someone mm. like kevin shields as well from my okay, life well. that'd be pretty cool what's her name olivia rodrigo do you know who she is she's like the new pop star Driver's license and like. Oh no, we're actually going there with the podcast. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on. Let's talk about pop music. Um, So listen, what I what I want to know is what what's next for you guys? Like, you know, if 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 and when COVID disappears and everything can get back to normal, is there something that you're working towards, or you know, do you have any? short-term goals anything that's a long-term goal what do you think is is ahead for you guys or what do you hope is ahead i don't necessarily obviously like when you're younger going to gigs and festivals and things like that you see like your favorite bands on big stages and you do kind of dream of stuff like that but again i think a lot of that kind of stuff is outside of your control there's so many different factors at play i think realistically if we could just kind of, as long as we're putting 100% into this, if we can work on getting an album out maybe in the next like two years or something like that and just really focus our energy towards that, then I'd be pretty happy with that. Playing in another country, I guess. Like yeah. Just getting to do a gig and like a few gigs around the UK, you know, London or Manchester and Liverpool and stuff like that would be, that would be deadly. Like I'd love that. Even just boarding a plane after this year would be amazing. <laughs> Let's all just go to the airport and stand outside the airport with a few points. Play on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do like a purple karaoke, but, you know, and a Ryanair flight. Oh, James Corden's not going to be <laughs> or there. again, just in a taxi around the airport. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, God, no. Not, not James Corden. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pff, yeah, I hate James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love him <laughs> so we've mentioned james Corden, olivia rodrigo what is this so guys what is this <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on to a little game that we like to call serious or silly, silly. Okay? silly. 
We're very fond of silliness <laughs> here at Off The Charts. So in this game, you have to answer three questions. It's kind of a quick fire thing, although there may be a question or two you, you want to think about. So okay. uh, you have to answer three questions and you get to pick whether they're serious or silly. All right. So rule one, there are no <laughs> rules. Second there rule, are rules. <laughs> you must pick one of each. <laughs> so you must pick one of each and then the last one is one of your choice. So it can be two sillies and a serious or two seriouses and a silly, whatever you want. So you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Excellent. Okay, so first question, and again, either of you can jump in here, I don't mind. Serious or silly? Silly. Uh, fire away, Breen, I'm okay, gonna let you I'll take this scenario for you, right? So, a giraffe has a job interview. Does he, A, put his tie at the very top, just under his chin, or does he put it at the very bottom of his neck by his body? <laughs> and explain your answer. <laughs> I feel like if it was up top, it would look a bit more elegant and classier. So I'm going to go with that. Okay, okay. Not bad. Fiona? I would have said the opposite. Because it has to hang comfortably. You know, it needs to be thrown on his body. (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, God, it's going to be like almost choking him if it's up really high. It needs to be down low, surely. So it can sit in his chest and like... is it a Zoom interview, though? Because you need, you need to be thinking about facing the camera. <laughs> so what, he's, he's wearing no pants? Because <laughs> it's a Zoom interview? <laughs> Guys, I love how there's an actual debate going on over this. Fair enough answers. So your next question is going to be a serious question. So Maria, let's take that one. So my serious question is, is there a song that you love that you wish that you could have written yourself? Or a song that you wish that you could have taken credit for? So you can both give me an answer for this one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I think There She Goes by the last. Oh, love It's a fairly perfect indie pop song. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with that. It's the first thing that came to mind. So Always go with your gut. Probably like Be My Baby by the Ronettes or something. Just like the perfect, again, like pop Very song. Poppy, yeah. Like just the ultimate pop song. Yeah. Probably like, probably Be My Baby. Yeah. Oh, you're a dirty dancing fan, I can tell. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. <laughs> Get on it, it's in it. <laughs> I thought I re- like I'm not even joking, but I thought that would have been down your alley. Dirty oh, I've never I've actually never seen this has come up so many times in the last year. I've never seen dirty. And you've had a year and a half to watch it. You're so dirty, Fionn. Come on, get on it. Brilliant. Okay, very good. Right. So we're on to the last one. You've answered one silly and one serious. So what's the next one gonna be? Dealer's choice. Don't want us to seem like we're no crack, so we'll go with silly again. <laughs> <laughs> all right Breen do you want to do you want to take yeah, that question okay. so this is a would you rather again I'll let both of you answer hopefully it'll cause another rift this will be great so would you rather be constantly itchy or constantly sweaty and you have to explain why that's hard we do design them to be hard <laughs> I thought this was meant to be silly this is a really serious question no <laughs> <laughs> the concept <laughs> is silly but the answer is very serious no, like being itchy is such a nuisance because you're going to be constantly scratching, like, and yeah, yourself. Like, now if you're sweaty, you'll probably get itchy, is also Ooh, the thing. Okay, he's thinking <laughs> ahead. I like this. I like this. Oh, he's discovered the loophole. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If you're sweaty, you're going to listen. I won't talk about myself, but if I'm sweaty, I'm going to be itchy. I know that. Um, probably sweaty because you're just constantly scratching yourself. Yeah, I'm going to go sweaty. Dane? I think I'd probably have to go with it as well. To be honest, I, I I do itch kind of a lot as it is, so at least I'm kind of already acquainted with that to a degree. But 
Okay, so Benjamin's band, a sweaty band. Okay. A sweaty band who likes their giraffes to wear their ties with, properly. With no pants on a Zoom interview. That's no problem. That's great. That's great stuff. We've one last segment, which we like to call the Off the Charts Self-Expression Session. Express yourself. <laughs> Don't pretend you're not now, impressed. If you need a female vocalist, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Dream collaboration. Hello. <laughs> so we'll be so basically, for the listeners, in this segment, we have invited the artist to perform their own rendition of a well-known song or piece of music from the world of TV, radio or film. So this can include anything from a jingle to a movie theme song or TV theme song, whatever you want. So Bedrooms, what have you got for us today? So I'm going to play the Godfather per- theme. Perfect. The Take music. it away. So that was our interview with Bedrooms. Dane and Fiona are such cool lads. We really, really enjoyed chatting to them. And if you want to go and check them out a little bit more, you can find them on Instagram at Bedrooms Band, or you can go listen to them on Spotify or wherever else you get your music. And if you'd like to find out more about us or the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Aftercharts Podcast. And we would really appreciate if you'd recommend us to a friend or like and share on any social media platform you can. Maria, episode one is done. I know. I can't believe it. We made it. That's it. We're finished. (laughs) We did it. Oh, my God. We're superstars already. (laughs) Joe Rogan, eat your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) Joanne McNally, I'm coming for you. But no, honestly, thank you so much for listening. I hope we'll catch you next week. Take care now. Bye bye then.